all the Queensland PGA is on at Nudgee Golf Club, uh, but we've also got one of the world's finest golfers uh, jetted back in uh, to Brisbane yesterday. And we were just saying, you can take the boy out of Brisbane, but you can't take Brisbane out of the boy. He turned up with his Brisbane Broncos cap on and looking for a pie and a beer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Wayne Persky has come across him as yet, but he's on the line and uh, to talk about uh, all things in the world of golf. G'day, Wayne. How are you? Morning, boys. Really well, thanks. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Cam is more than happy to be home after being uh, away from the Sunshine State for just a bit over three years. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would have smashed his pie down there and a couple of 4X golds <laughs> to uh, make him feel more at home. Well, he went through Brisbane International Airport yesterday. Wayne had the uh, the Broncos cap on and he had the claret jug with his walk-on luggage, and someone asked, can you take it out and we get a photo with it? And he did it. So that's what a great sport that he is. And one thing he said, he just can't wait to get that claret jug to one team of golf club where he grew up as a junior. Yeah, so much support for Cam, you know, at, at one teamer. It's just a a little golf course that, um, you know, that, that spawned this champion um and he's a champion of the people you know everyone loves cam he, he sports the mullet he wears maroon on sundays so we all know that he's there and he's thinking about us while he's out there beating some of these best players in the world um he's, he certainly feels like one of our guys and uh you know he, he's not going to change he's not one bit of american accent in him even though he's been over there for a long time and, uh, yeah, he's certainly good to have Cam home, and I can't wait to see him play because he's in stellar form still. Mm. You know, that that remarkable form that, that got him all the way to the Claret Jug continues um, with the Live Tour, and uh, and I'm sure we'll see some of that stuff over the summer of, of golf with Cam playing in the PGA and the Australian Open. And, Wayne, just on the world scene, uh, John Rahm said something you've uh, told us on a number of occasions that the world ranking points are too heavily skewed towards US PGA events, um, and that was interesting. And the second thing is uh, Rory McIlroy. Well, we know you like Rory and the way he plays, but was he sort of just a bit out of order with his comments about Greg Norman? Yeah, look, I just don't think that Rory is gaining any fans by um, the way that he's acting, you know, at the end of the day, Rory just needs to play some golf and he's got no better opportunity than now to, to win a bunch of tournaments. You know, looking through the the list of on the leaderboard this morning, the first round, um, you know, the PGA Tour is, is probably lacking in world-class golfers, especially at this time of the year. So um, with the world ranking points being so heavily skewed towards the PGA Tour, it, it just looks like it's it's unfairly balanced, especially now. So, you know, with a lot of guys playing on some home tours, hopefully that's been the benefit of, of Live Tour is that a lot more guys like Cam Smith and Mark Leishman have been able to come home rather than um, stay over in America because of the weight of those world ranking points. So it's, look, it's something that needs to be adjusted. Cam Smith came out and said that Greg Norman can't be that guy, and, and that might be the case, but it's not really for Roy, Rory to be talking about that sort of stuff. At the end of the day, he's not the chairman. He's just the, a player on the tour. And, um, yeah, like I said, I don't think he's gaining any fans by... Being so outspoken about it, um, we love watching Rory play, but he probably should just um, stay out of the politics and, and win some more trophies. Well, what we're learning more about too, Wayne, is there is a lot of people that seem to sit on a couple of boards here that really have implications. Andrew, we spent about this of duplicity. Um, how can you be 
on the PGA and then talk about world ranking points when you're sort of on both boards. Mm. It seems to uh, muddy the waters somewhat when mm. we're talking about Live Tour and getting their world ranking points. There's certainly a conflict of interest there when you see that Keith Pelly and Joe, and Jay Monaghan are the guys that are making the decisions about where the points go. They're obviously going to be skewed towards their own tours and, you know, Liv has obviously taken some of the best players in the world. They did try to play nice at the start and it didn't go that way. So, look, I don't think they were expecting Liv to be as successful as it's been and um, and as popular. So, certainly, um, after seeing the product, a lot of golf fans have, have jumped ship. You know, at the start, they thought, oh, this is going to destroy the PGA Tour, which is the, the premium product. Now, it's not. You know, Liv is... It's great golf it looks really fun it looks awesome to be there and i can't wait for uh for live to come to adelaide i'm actually thinking of jumping on a plane myself and going down and have a look mm, really okay well uh the uh we've been mentioning over the last few weeks how great it is to see golf on the uh tv screens over the weekend it takes us back to uh yesteryear the victorian pga last week and queensland pga is up and running anything uh, sort of caught your eye at the moment yet wayne yeah, Lincoln Ty, um, the big boy from Wollongong, is um, on top of the leaderboard after after the first round. So continuing his stellar form, he, um, you know, he's beaten in a in a five hole playoff by five consecutive birdies from Andrew Martin last week. So Lincoln's continuing that form, and it would be good to see um, Link get over the line. Nudgy is playing pretty tough. You know, the, the the best score yesterday was five under par, but you know, even par sitting right there around the twenty fifth spot, which in this day and age, is um, means the course is playing tough. So the weather is perfect, so the setup would be tough. But it'd be um, really good if some people were to get out there to Nudgee and see these guys up close because these are the future of um, Australian golf. You never know if you might see the mm. next Cam Smith. And there are a lot of clam-shaped bunkers there at <laughs> Nudgee. I've said this to Andrew last year. He chastised me at the end of it because, Wayne, they are a lot there and they're all the same shape. Give you nightmares. <laughs> yeah, they are. You can see them from the highway as you drive down the road, and they look nasty. I'm sure they're nasty when they're when you're out there playing. But um, these guys are experts at navigating courses like that. You know, they play their practice rounds early in the week. It's probably the first look for a lot of these guys um, at the new Nudgy layout. So, you know, they'll be out there with their caddies, or you know, even watching the boys go around at the Vic PGA dragging their own bags. Yeah. You know, it's um, yes, it's different, isn't it? It is different, you know, like especially on TV, the rules used to be if there was, if it was a televised event, you needed someone to carry your bag. So quite often some of the local kids would come out and you'd give them 20 bucks a day to carry your bag around. But, um, you know, it's grassroots golf. Here we are and we're, we're looking at, um, making sure these guys can cover their costs. So they're pulling their own bags around and, um, and still playing some amazing golf. So yeah, get out there. And if someone, um, looks like they need their, their bag pulled for them. I'm sure there's some some opportunities for blokes to get out there and and get up nice and close. I saw one of the golfers last week had a remote control with his oh, buddy. Yes, did you see that? What a flash, Harry! He yeah. is. But you do see those now. <laughs> you see them. I did around the see that. That was uh, that was Marcus, Marcus Fraser. Fraser so yeah. He's um, he's getting a bit long in the tooth. He might have needed a bit, <laughs> a bit of a hand to go. Especially he just missed out on that playoff that went for a lot of holes. So he's probably relieved. <laughs> Now, Jake McLeod had success at Royal Queensland this time last year. We know he's now on the Live Tour. We'll tee off uh, in about three hours in the second round today here at Nudgee. Shot an opening round, 68 to be four under. But at the moment, 
think of swinging a club with these injuries here, Wayne. Bone stress injuries to two ribs, and he's got a labral tear in his left hip. How would you go swinging a club? Yeah, probably very painfully. Um, you know, golf is underrated as a physical sport, and um, these guys are usually carrying around some sort of injury just through repetitive stress. And um, things like rib injuries are very common. Obviously, back injuries, I know certainly all about that. Yeah. Knees and, and feet and ankles. So, um, yeah, these guys have to stay pretty fit. And they, you know, especially when you're starting out, the um, the schedules that they play are definitely not like the Adam Scotts and Rory McIlroy's of the world that might play sort of, you know, 15 to 20 weeks a year. These guys are playing, you know, 40 to 45 weeks a year. So that's stuff that they have to manage. Um, you know, they have teams that are trying to keep them out there on the road. So hopefully Jake can, um, you know, get through this week with a, uh, a, a performance like last year. Uh, just one thing on those injuries, uh, Wayne, uh, I suppose you sort of forget or the layman forgets how much practice golfers do. How many hours practice would have you done when you were sort of a, a professional golfer per day? Yeah, lots. Um, it, it's basically, you know, you wake up in the morning, you might do some stretching and then eat some breakfast, then go do a gym session, a couple of hours on the range, um, some lunch, maybe play nine holes or 18 holes and then a warm down with another couple of hours of putting and chipping. So, sure. mate, it, it can be, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours a day, depending on um, on the 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 tune up that you're having leading in into an event. Um, you know, there, there are definitely blocks where it's a lot of hardcore practice and then there's blocks where it's, you know, a bit of maintenance for your body and then there's tournament preparation time so it's a science it's it's you know it's all about trying to peak at the right times the the big boys are tuning their their bodies getting ready for the majors and most of them leading into the majors whereas these guys they're just trying to win every week to give themselves Mm. an opportunity to get there very exciting having golf back here on our shores wayne always a pleasure we'll catch up next week mate look forward to it boys the australian pga next week um can't wait to chat about it have a good week